Welcome to the Real Freedom Podcast Solo Edition with your host, Ryan Weimer. That's right. Today, we are going to deep dive a mind-melting deal, a deal that has blown my mind and completely changed my perception of what is possible in creative finance and all the applications and levels that come along with this. miss this. We're going to deep dive this deal from the time the lead came in, how we negotiated it. It is a 0% interest seller finance deal. And we were able to get $300,000 in liquid cash in our bank account, but also keep the 0% interest note. So I apologize in advance if some of this stuff goes completely over your head. Please comment your questions below on YouTube or shoot me a DM at Weimer Investments with questions about anything we're going to cover today because we are going to go deep. All right, without further ado, I have my sales force open here. I'm going to tell you guys exactly what went down. The funny part about this lead is we almost didn't get it. It almost got lost in our CRM. So this lead actually came in in October of 2022 as a texting lead. And we talked to him a few times and it looks like from the notes in our CRM that he ghosted us, which happens all the time. So this hit multiple reps. He was completely unresponsive. So what did we do? As a business owner, I've taken Saturdays as a day to deep dive into the CRM. And I'm gonna go on a, a quick side tangent here, tangent alert. If you guys as business owners are on this pedestal or this CEO mentality of, I don't do that. I don't call on sellers. I don't manage people. I'm in the owner's box. I'm not willing to get my hands dirty. I'll tell you what, you are not leading by example. You're creating a non-accountable culture without even realizing it. So put your ego aside. People want to follow leaders that are willing to get their hands dirty and roll up their sleeves. It's like that scene in Top Gun 2 where all the pilots are like, this mission is impossible. It can't be flown that fast. You know, this is a death mission, whatever. And then soon enough, Tom Cruise is in a plane and shows them that it's possible. The whole rest of the movie, he's the teacher, he's the visionary, he's giving them positive affirmations. But that one two minute clip, he's actually in the plane showing them how it's done. So that is exactly what the role of a CEO of a smaller company needs to be. Once you have different layers of management, I get it. You're even more into the owner's box. I'm talking about growing startup companies, okay? So put your ego aside. I see it all the time. I'm too good to cold call. I'm too good to go on seller appointments anymore. That's not my job. I've hired other people to do that. It's good from time to time to do that. I'm not saying you have to spend 40 hours a week doing that stuff. I'm just saying you will find gold in your database. You will find huge areas of improvement that you would have otherwise never known about. And believe me, guys, coming from experience, we have missed hundreds. I'll say it again. We have lost hundreds of deals just out of pure ignorance and ignorance debt. And if you guys aren't familiar with the concept of ignorance debt, it's just you don't know what you don't know. And so when you don't know what you don't know, you're not making money and you're making mistakes because of things you just don't know about. Okay. So the reason that I went on that rant is because I set this appointment as the CEO. I set this appointment. If I hadn't have done that, we wouldn't have gotten this deal. And I'm not tooting my own horn. I'm just saying as a CEO or a business owner, are you willing to do what it takes even when you have staff hired under you? Okay. 
I can tell you guys personally, that's been a huge gut check thing for me this year that I need to put my ego aside and be a better leader. And just a quick shout out to Steve Trang and Ren Bartlett's sales training that has helped immensely in that area. All right, so back to the lead. This lead came in October, 2022, and then ghosted us. It looks like from the notes that I see, we had four different reps over the course of the last year try to contact this lead. No response, came in through texting, okay? Texting lead. About 45 days ago, we got an inbound lead of the same guy. So that's how we know he came in and something in a situation changed, clearly. This happens all the time, guys. If you put somebody in long-term follow-up or he's even dead leads or cold leads in your database, something in their situation changes. They have health issues, they have financial issues, you know, something in their life changes and all of a sudden they're ready to go. So if your follow-up process is not dialed in, you are missing hundreds of deals. Ask me how I know. So like I said before, I've been spending Saturdays going through our CRM and trying to either call on sellers myself or look at areas that we can improve and train on better. And usually that's in the form of anybody that we've been on an appointment with already. Why did we not get the contract? What was holding them back? You know, is all that ironclad? All our notes in there? Is everything clear? All the boring work, right? All the boring, dumb stuff. Is it in the right status? Blah, blah, blah. Then I go to inbound leads and... This was a paper lead. So for those of you guys that are familiar with paper lead, it's like there's these companies that do nationwide pay-per-click campaigns and you can sign up by the county for when, hey, somebody clicks on that they want to sell their property and there's a few fields that they fill out, address, name, email, phone number, or whatever. And then they sell those by the lead because they're not actually operating in that area. They're doing this nationwide. They sell those off by the lead to individual wholesalers or investors or companies or whatever in that uh, county. So you can sign up by the county. A few of these are motivatedsellerleads.com, speed to lead, novation leads, I think is one, need to sell my house fast. Those are all paper lead providers and they all have good things and bad things about them. I'll just leave it at that because this isn't a marketing episode. But anyways, this lead came in 45 days ago from a paper lead and our team tried three or four times in the first you know, 48 hours to call this guy, but that's not enough. We should be doing better there, but they couldn't get a hold of him. So on a Saturday, I called him and he actually answered the first time and hung up on me right when I dialed the phone. I said, hey, you filled out a, a web form about selling your property. And then he just hung up. So I texted him, seems we got disconnected. You filled out a web form about selling your property. Do I have the wrong number? And the reason I'm saying that is because I know it's the right number because he's already in our database. Remember, he was a texting lead that we almost missed. And he texted back, you do, but I'm out of service. So I responded, okay, I'd love to learn more about your situation so we can see if we can help you. Whenever you get a chance, let me know what time works so I can check my schedule. He texts back right away, are you local? Okay, well, now it's feeling like this guy might actually be in service. He just doesn't want to talk to anybody. And this happens with inbound leads. People are shy about their situation and they don't, they, their guard is up, something's going on in their life and they don't want to talk to somebody on the phone. So you got to be a master texter. And just as a, a bonus for you guys, if you DM me the word creative at Weimer Investments on Instagram, DM me the word creative, I will send you a text cheat sheet for free on how to extract responses from distressed sellers. It's a really underrated skill set just on knowing what text to send when. It's a thing that I'm constantly training on our team that we're leveling up on. Okay. So text me the word creative to get that. He asked me, are you local? Which really means like, can I trust you? That's the question behind the question. And then he goes on kind of this weird texting 
thing where he asks about a buyer out of Emmett and hey, this guy gave me a, an offer for 236. Long story short, he sends me a image of a check. And I don't know if you guys have seen these. If you're a wholesaler, you may or may not have. If you're not a wholesaler, I'm sure you haven't. There are these mail pieces going out that actually have like a check that it's not a real check, but it looks like a fake check. And it's like, you qualify for, you know, this line of credit or this debt consolidation, or in this case, you qualify for this cash offer in your property. And it looks like a real check. It's not a real check, but it looks like a real check. So this guy texted me the image of the check and he's like, hopefully you can beat this. And I'm just laughing because I'm like, oh, that's not an actual like real offer, but this guy really thinks it's an offer. So quick side plug, I guess that direct mail piece is pretty effective if they think that it's real. We don't do it, but something worth looking into. So I set the appointment for our guys after going back and forth quite a few times all over text because again, he wouldn't answer my calls. This guy canceled on us twice, twice. The third time I finally got him, okay? Each time that he canceled, he was like, hey, I'd really like a bit of time to straighten up a bit. I'm sorry I can't make it today. What does that tell me? Well, that tells me he's ashamed about the property condition, which is really common. People, when they say that, they're having a hard time like coming to the reality of their situation. So the best thing that you can do there is say, not a problem. We buy properties completely as is. We buy eight to 12 a month. This is what we do. Don't worry about it. So stayed on top of them. We could have lost them there. The third time was the charm. Confirmed before the appointment, my team went over and ended up going through the different options with him. A cash offer didn't work or a cash offer wasn't high enough for what he wanted. So in our sales process, whenever a cash offer doesn't work, we go to terms and he owned the property free and clear. This is a question that I get all the time. Ryan, why in the world would somebody ever sell a property at 0% interest? Well, because they're getting a higher overall price than what they would get on cash. And for some people, if they can make $50,000, $80,000, $100,000 over what a cash offer would be, even if it's over 20 or 30 years, they want to do that. So if you're asking yourself those kind of questions of like, nobody would ever want to do that, or why would someone want to do that? You're already defeating yourself. And you're just putting that bad juju in your mind and making assumptions. You're putting your head in the seller's head and you can't do that. We don't know what these people want or what's right for these people. Okay. That's why we offer different things. You never know which one they're going to pick or which one they're going to need. So now into the meat and potatoes, what was unique about this? Okay. So we got it on a, a 0% seller finance. It was $15,000 down property. The guy was a smoker property needs a little bit of work, but all the major items are good. It needs some cosmetic work though, you know, flooring, paint, some stuff here and there, probably a twenty or $30,000 remodel. Address of this property is 412 South Paradise Avenue in Middleton, Idaho, 83644, single family home. You can look it up. Here are the details. Purchase price was $270,000. Down payment to the seller was fifteen grand. So the seller finance note was $255,000. $1,104 a month principal only payments, no balloon. So payments until I believe it's roughly a, a 20 year amortization and $300 a month principal and interest on top of that, 1100. So roughly your all in payments are about 1400 a month. Now that place could probably rent for about 1750 or 1800. So pretty, pretty solid cash flow for Idaho. Cash flow is a pretty uh, difficult thing to find. 
So a few options, right? We can wholesale this property. We can ask somebody for a cash to close offer, which we did. We got an offer at $60,000 cash to close, which would mean a $45,000 assignment to us. So I know I'm going kind of fast here, $15,000 down payment to the seller, right? So when we wholesale a creative deal like this, we just ask for a cash to close number. And I think our asking was 50, 0% interest. By the way, guys, 0% interest seller finance deals are quite rare. It's not something that happens all the time. So just the deal in itself, this is one of our better deals of the year for sure. You know, there's no existing mortgage. There's no need for a sub two. There's no balloon. The down payment, the entry fee is low. It cash flows right away. This is a screaming deal. We had over 30 people show up to this walkthrough. And I think we had eight offers. Our highest offer was 60,000. So we could have made 45K on a wholesale right away, or we could have kept it as a rental, which you definitely make significantly more than $45,000 holding onto this as a rental. Believe me, guys, I know the pain. If I could hold every single creative finance deal, I would, but I got to make payroll. We got to make our marketing costs. Like you can't keep every single deal that comes across your desk, especially if you're doing 10 to 12 deals a month. I'll just say it like that. I don't like to wholesale creative deals, but we just, we've been getting a lot of them. So it's a good problem to have. So those were the two options, keeping it as a rental, wholesaling it. But what's behind door number three? This is gonna blow your mind, okay? So we have in our creative contracts now, it's called a substitution of collateral clause. This allows us to place that seller's note for 255,000 that we owe him after the down payment, right? And instead of securing it against that property that we're buying, we actually secure it in second position against one of our rentals. So now when we buy this property, it's free and clear. So what we did to net us $300,000 in our bank account cash, but also keep the 0% note is we're going to flip that and we're going to sell it. And after all remodel, repair, I think ARV on it's about 360, 370, probably needs about 20 or 30K of work after realtor fees and commissions and holding costs, the whole nine yards. We'll probably net right around 300 or maybe just a bit north of 300 on it. And when that flip is sold, we can use that $300,000 to generate more seller leads and reinvest it into marketing. We can pay off other debt, right? It's 0% interest, so we could pay off literally any other debt, or we could use it to buy more properties. It's essentially a 0% interest, $300,000 line of credit, just because we have this one little clause in our creative finance contract that allows us to substitute the collateral that it's secured against. I'm going to do a future episode about all the other small things that we have in our creative finance contract. If you think about it, we would, all of that equity would be tied up in that property. We would have to keep that property as a rental to be able to keep that 0% note and get the full use of it, right? The benefit of terms is time. So we would have had to keep that as a rental and collecting our little, maybe 200, 300 bucks of cash flow a month on that thing, plus any maintenance that comes up. So you're not cash flowing very much in the early years, but all that equity would be tied up. And instead, we can flip that thing quick and get access to hundreds of thousands of dollars in free money. And that is true leverage. That is the true power of creative finance. If you guys DM me the word creative, I'm not only gonna send you this text cheat sheet, I'm also gonna send you the free substitution of collateral uh, one-page document that we use for the seller to sign at closing. So we have the substitution of collateral clause in our contract in the purchase and sale agreement, but we also then have a one page document. So the title company knows 
at closing, which property are we securing this note against? All from a lead that was sitting in our database and left for dead. And then of course, when it came back through the paper lead service, thank goodness it did. If it hadn't, this guy would have sold to somebody else. So the fortune is in the follow-up there is there are hundreds of deals just sitting in your database waiting to be had. This is your reminder, there's levels to this. You can take an already A plus deal and make it a life-changing deal. Think what you could do with 300K cash. You can do a lot of damage with that. So I can't wait to share with you guys all our other nuances and ways that we've leveled up our creative finance game. And one more time, DM me the word creative. I will send you that text cheat sheet and this substitution of collateral document. I'll see you on the next one. Peace.